Hey everyone, welcome to episode 39 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So this week, it's a bit of a lighter week in news on security updates from the previous week, which is probably a good thing because there's a bunch of other news stories in the uh, Linux community, and particularly the Ubuntu Linux community, that I wanted to cover as well. So yeah, we're going to have a chat about uh, the end of life of Cosmic Cuttlefish, uh, Ubuntu 18.10 are coming up. Uh, there's also the news that the uh, GPG SKS key servers were being spammed, and this is causing uh, particular issues if you are a GNU PG user potentially. So we'll talk about that. And finally, over the weekend, there was news that one of the accounts in the Canonical Limited GitHub organization had its credentials compromised. And so I'll have a bit of a statement about that as well. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, So this week in security updates, there were seven unique CVEs addressed by the team. The first one was in Django. So two CVEs here addressed for Xenial, Bionic, Cosmic, and Disco. Uh, The first one of these was if you were using Django via a reverse proxy, which so then it would itself connect to Django via say HTTPS, but you were accessing the reverse proxy, the reverse proxy via HTTP, uh, essentially Django would get confused and it would not end up redirecting uh, HTTP resources through to HTTPS, even though you'd configured it to do so. So that has been fixed. Uh, There's also a lower priority issue here where uh, there was a potential for cross-site scripting through the current URL link, which would get displayed on various pages because this was not validated as a safe URL before display. So it would be possible to inject JavaScript or whatever uh, into the link properties for that so that when the user would click it, uh, it would run your arbitrary script. And so that has been fixed as well. We've got an update for Thunderbird. So two CVEs here fixed for Xenial, Bionic, Cosmic, and Disco. So this just updates Thunderbird to the latest upstream release, which was 60.7.2. Uh, both of these CVEs I actually mentioned previously in the context of Firefox in actually the last two episodes we did, episode 37 and episode 38. These consisted of both a sandbox escape and a remote code execution uh, vulnerability. So when coupled together, could allow you to do remote code execution outside of the sandbox uh, provided by Firefox and Thunderbird. Uh, So they've been fixed. Uh, It should be noted, however, that by default, scripting is disabled in Thunderbird uh, in the default configuration. So not as high impact for this one. Yeah, but they've been fixed for Thunderbird. Next up, we have an update for ZNC or ZNC, depending on which part of the world you are and how you pronounce it. (laughs) One CVE here fixed for Xenial, Bionic, Cosmic, and Disco. So uh, ZNC is a popular IRC bouncer. And ZNC provides support for plugin modules to do you know, various extra functionality that you might want. And these can be loaded by authenticated but non-admin users. In this case, uh, the name of the plugin would get passed through to various functions internally, and it would be possible that you could inject you know, control characters or that kind of thing, so that then actually get it to run other code as opposed to what was actually in the uh, plugin itself. And so that would then allow essentially, you know, code execution via uh, authenticated but non-admin users in the context of ZNC itself. And so this was fixed just to make sure that module names were validated on all the various code paths that use them. Now we've got an update for BZIP2. So I talked about this back in episode 38. We released an update for BZIP2. This was for uh, precise extended security maintenance, trusty extended security maintenance, Xenial, Bionic, Cosmic, and Disco. So basically all of our very supported releases. And I did mention actually in the last episode that this broke decompression of some archives built by the LBZIP2 utility uh, because it was essentially uh, effectively doing the wrong thing. 
Uh, and so there's still ongoing discussion upstream as to how to fix that. But what we've done is we've rolled in kind of the best candidate patch for that now so that, uh, yeah, all the uh, existing archives can still be decompressed as well by bzip2. And finally, we've got an update for IRSSI, the popular IRC client. So two different CVEs here fixed for Xenial, Bionic, Cosmic, and Disco. Uh, both of these were different use after freeze, uh, essentially due to mismanagement of various data structures within the internal code. One of these was on the uh, SASL code path. So if you're using SASL for authentication, uh, you could have been hit by this, which was essentially that it would uh, reuse the provided username and password uh, string fields after they had actually been freed. So you know, standard use after free stuff there. And another one which was in the code to handle net splits. So uh, this is a concept where your IRC network might have multiple servers and essentially special code to handle the fact that when one server gets disconnected and that you know clients can then kind of do the right thing and automatically get their status back when they reconnect. And this was actually due to an incomplete fix for a previous CVE uh, back in 2017. So yeah, that's been fixed as well. So a couple of different use after freeze there fixed for IRSSI. And that takes us to the end of the usual roundup of updates for the week. Next up, I want to have a look at some wider news in the community. So the first of these is just that Ubuntu 18.10 Cosmic Cuttlefish uh, reaches its end of life soon. So that will be uh, in about 10 days time on the 18th of July. So this was released back on the 18th of October 2018. Uh, this was a non-long-term support release. And so as such, it gets nine months of support. That means we are almost at that date. Uh, so past nine months, there are no new updates or security fixes, and hence there will be no more uh, Ubuntu security notices as well being released for Cosmic Cuttlefish. So if you are a user of Cosmic, uh, we urge you to upgrade to uh, the Disco Dingo released, the Ubuntu 1904, and I've got a link to the official announcement for that uh, end-of-life notice in the show notes if you would like some more info. Next up. Uh, something I wanted to, uh, some very recent news, but I wanted to put a statement in this week's podcast about it because I know there are lots of questions in the community. Uh, there was a single account which was part of the Canonical Limited GitHub organization, which was compromised over the weekend. And uh, this was used to create a bunch of proof of concept repositories and issues basically to demonstrate that they had compromised the credentials of this account and you know they could do this. Uh, as far as we are aware, uh, no other action was taken, so nothing else was compromised. Uh, there was no malicious code inserted, that kind of thing, and no personally identifiable information was accessed. And in fact, no personally identifiable information is stored in, in GitHub under any of the Canonical Limited accounts or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, as far as we are aware at this stage, uh, there doesn't appear to have been anything particularly malicious done. However, uh, the investigation into this is still ongoing. And we do expect to be releasing more details once uh, you know those details are actually known. Uh, so yeah, expect basically uh, another update in probably a future week's episode. And finally, something that I wanted to mention as well. So there was recent uh, there was news this week that the uh, SKS key servers for uh, uh, PGP uh, were being spammed essentially. And I've got a link to uh, a much uh, more detailed article uh, which was actually published through GitHub Gists on this in the show notes. Uh, but basically, uh, probably most people listening to this are aware that uh, PGP is used for encryption and also for authentication. And so part of that is the concept of the web of trust, where various users can sign each other's keys to essentially attest that they you know, trust that that's a real key for the individual that has published it. 
And so when you do this, you essentially upload your key to the key service so that it can be distributed and then others can upload, say, the signatures that they have placed on your key to the service as well. The problem is that uh, PG, uh, GNU PG in particular is not really well designed to handle a large number of signatures on a particular key. And the way that the standard key servers, the SKS key servers, are um, are run is that they never delete anything and so you can uh, any users can upload signatures for any given key and effectively increase the size of that public key that will get downloaded by uh, a pgp client in this case when gnu pg say would go and download a, a key that had say 150,000 signatures which is the maximum amount that the sks key server can support uh, it would effectively get denial uh, get dosed you would uh, denial of service it because uh, the way that it handles signatures is logarithmic into the in the order of the number of signatures that there are and so by once it gets you know a certain number of signatures then it just bogs down entirely trying to process all of those on any particular key operations that you perform and this then means actually it's very hard to clean this up even say to delete that key out of your uh, local key ring is quite difficult uh, and so in particular how this relates to ubuntu you know, as you're probably aware we use uh gpg signatures on the package archive effectively we sign a list of hashes for the packages that are in the repositories uh, in this case though the key that we do this with we don't distribute that via the sks key servers it's actually distributed inside the ubuntu installation media so that you get that when you install ubuntu or, or it's actually distributed inside the archive itself as trusted keys and so at no point are we actually interacting with the SKS key servers. So uh, that part of the infrastructure and app and that kind of thing is not uh, vulnerable to this sort of attack. Uh, the other part of things is that we have private package archives, PPAs on Launchpad, which when they build packages, they get signed uh, by their own private key. And uh, the general infrastructure for these is also not affected because tools like Adapt Repository will fetch the key from Launchpad directly for this. And so they will not consult the key servers as well. So in general, if you're just doing standard apt things, you're not going to be affected by this. Uh, if you are, though, using uh, PGP for other things like, say, email encryption, uh, you may be affected. In particular, uh, the Enigmail plugin for Thunderbird will uh, periodically try to fetch keys from the key servers and update them. And so in that case, uh, I've got a link to how to disable that behavior if you're worried. And if you are using GNU PG directly and you are in the habit of periodically refreshing the keys that you have uh, you shouldn't be using the standard sks key servers because you may now become a target for this kind of attack instead a new kind of resistant key server has been deployed that isn't based on the sks uh, you know code base it's quite different and is avoids this kind of uh, vulnerability and so yeah, i guess really in this case the vulnerability is in uh GNU PG itself, the fact that it has this kind of logarithmic behavior in the order of number of signatures. However, you know, it can be mitigated at a bunch of points. And so, as I say, the mitigations really are more kind of system-wide in this case and as to how you may or may not interact with the SKS key service. So yeah, that takes us to the end of this week's episode. As usual, if you would like to get in contact with the team, you can reach us at security at ubuntu.com or you can find us all hanging out in the Ubuntu Harden channel on the Freenode IRC network, and I urge you to come along and say hello. Or you can catch us on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec. Okay, thanks everyone for listening again for another week. Uh, I'll be back again next week with uh, more news and that kind of thing. Uh, but until then, remember, keep calm, enable automated upgrades, and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.